welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello TDS gang, this episode is with Amy Christophers, who you might know from the show Married at First Sight UK. She was also on The Bachelor in the US. I've known Amy actually for quite a long time before she did uh, Married at First Sight. So it was great to catch up about all things to do with the programme. Did you know they don't actually get legally married in the UK version. So she didn't actually legally get divorced, but for all intents and purposes, she was married and wore a wedding dress and married a man she'd only just met. So it was really fun to talk about that. Also her spiritual side, wait until that comes out, some ghostly goings on and being blocked by your ex on Instagram. Just to let you know, I caught Amy on the go. Uh, so we had a chat on her phone. So the audio isn't quite up to the usual TDS podcast standards. But I think it was an interesting chat nonetheless. So bear with it. I am joined by sports presenter Amy Christophers. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. How do you feel about being on the divorce social? I definitely feel like a fraud because I'm not actually divorced. I never officially got married. (laughs) Yeah, because this is a weird one because you were on a program where you get married. That's the premise of the show. For anyone who hasn't seen it, do you want to explain it for them? Yeah, married at first sight. What you see is what you get, literally. (laughs) At the end of the aisle, that is what you get. So it's two strangers, supposedly unlucky in love. So then you have world experts match you to what they think is your perfect match through science, through biology, all these different tests. And then you essentially 
meet them and marry them on first sight and that is what happened what is it about marriage that drew you because that's quite a big commitment as soon as you see a person you have to marry them you don't officially get married though do you you have the ceremony yeah so I was actually really disappointed when I found out it wasn't a real marriage because I was like no but wait this was how I find my person and then they can't ever leave me because they're married to me like (laughs) don't let them escape (laughs) because for me my biggest thing is commitment I just find that so sexy and I used to be that girl on the date that'd be like so are we boyfriend and girlfriend now <laughs> like oh my god I pity that person that I was because I just used to want the commitment so fast I don't even know anything about this person and I'm wanting them to say that they want to be my boyfriend this that and the other and then I get to know them after I can be a very intense person I would like to say that I've learned a lot of lessons and I'm now I'm quite blase I'm like oh whatever but you know, it's taken me a long time to learn those lessons. And I used to definitely rush into things head first. And then we have a mutual friend, Gina, who's my best friend. And she was like, oh my God, this is literally your perfect thing. They have to commit to you first and then you get to know each other. And I was like, yeah, because I'm such a better person when I know it's going somewhere. If I meet you and you're into me and whatever, then I can relax. And then the fun comes out. But back in the day, I I used to be, I wasn't sure of myself. I was insecure. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. And I just wanted somebody to want me and validate me. Whereas now I'm like, I don't give a shit. I can validate myself. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought, well, you know, it's been locked down. I moved back to Cornwall. I couldn't really date anybody back in Cornwall because, you know, I've got a big old family and I'm probably related to them all. So I was like, Mm-mm, no, no, I need to date out of the county. So, yeah, there wasn't really much for the pickings there. And then Gina said, well, why don't you apply for Married at First Sight? Because I was saying to her, isn't there something where, like, you can just marry somebody and I don't have to go through the whole dating thing? Because, oh, my God, being single again in the dating pond. Oh, I can't. It's too much. I, I went back onto Hinge last night and I deleted it within an hour. I was like, this is too much. I can't cope. Oh. No. A lot of people can relate to that of like, I've done that with dating apps. You're like, talk to a couple of people and then early doors, they say, like I put on my Instagram, I said hello to a man and he was like, hello, I'm really into arse, like an arse <laughs> play. That. And I was like, you haven't even said like, how are you yet? Like you've <laughs> just gone straight in. And then I delete the app because I'm like, this is too much to, to just navigate. But what is it about the idea of marriage? Before you went onto the show, did you have a kind of idealised view of marriage? Had you always wanted to get married? Yeah, I think like naturally for, I don't want to speak for the whole, you know, female population. But for me growing up, yeah, I had had the wedding planner book. I definitely used to jump off the sofa pretending I was a bride with a sheet on my head and things like that. So yeah, I definitely had everything planned out how I wanted a wedding. And then when I actually did get engaged, my view of marriage and a wedding and everything actually completely changed. And I was like, do you know what? I actually want a really small, intimate thing. And I just want it to be really cool, in a barn, really rustic, bring your own bottle vibes, shove it in a in a wheelbarrow. Do you know what I mean? I just <laughs> I just wanted it to be like super, super relaxed. So actually take it back to my roots take it back to Cornwall buy a beach oh that would just be perfect yeah so I don't know I always still wanted the wedding I just really wanted to wear the dress I think (laughs) and now I've done that and I've worn the dress I don't know if I need to do it again I've scratched that itch 
and I'm okay with it now, you know? It's funny because in, you know, you said at the beginning that you're not divorced, but I can definitely relate to that of like, I had this big plan of like a big white wedding and I did it and I wore the dress and now I'm like, I've done that now. Now I can just have a nice time and hopefully find love for a long, long term. But you were talking about getting engaged there. So that was a relationship before the TV show. And obviously that engagement was broken off. Do you think in some ways you wanted to go on to Married at First Sight because you wanted to kind of finish that thing that you'd got halfway through? Yeah, definitely. And then because when they were saying like, oh, what kind of wedding do you want and stuff? So I basically was just explaining to them, you know, I had this wedding planned. It was going to be in a barn. There was also going to be another second wedding party in Portugal on the beach. And yeah, just trying to combine those things. And I was like, I want loads of pampas grass. I want this. Like basically describing every like the rustic feel and everything that I wanted for my wedding. Obviously, then I didn't get any of that. And I actually ended up being like a, a really posh do at, Henry VIII's old hunting ground which actually would have been my perfect wedding because I'm obsessed with Henry VIII so it's just funny how things work out but now like you say you know we've kind of done that thing and obviously like you actually did really get married you knew that person before marrying them and and you chose that and everything so for me like, I just feel like it's really odd because obviously I've had this wedding experience it wasn't a real wedding I didn't know that person. So it wasn't both of our tastes involved in that wedding. And now it's like, so actually when I do go and do it for real, I kind of feel sorry for like, if I do get married and the person that I'm going to marry for real, because they're going to be like, oh, you've kind of already done it. And I'm not going to be as enthusiastic. And I'll probably just be like, should we just do a registry office? I'll just wear a white suit. Let's just get this thing over and done with. I think a lot of divorced people will be able to relate to that though, because once you've done it once, you've sort of got the grand thing out of your system if you had it in your system in the first place. And then actually, I think it's less pressure on the day of the wedding. So hopefully for our both of our next weddings, we'll be getting married for the right reasons. And it won't just be about the day. It'll be about the marriage. The person. Yeah. Yeah, because I think definitely even with the engagement the first time, Sometimes I sit back and I I think, well, and I actually realise, wow, I actually got so much more carried away with like planning the wedding than actually who I was marrying. And isn't that crazy? And then the whole like marrying a stranger, doing the whole grand fiasco, I'm going to wear the blingiest dress and do all of this and whatever. So it's like, got that out of my system now. So yeah, maybe when I do actually find the one, it will work because I've already got all of that crap out of my system. I mean... I have to pick up on something first that you mentioned in passing. Why are you obsessed with Henry VIII? Is it because he <laughs> had so many wives? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe I'm Henry VIII reincarnated. See, I always thought I was Anne Boleyn reincarnated, but maybe I'm actually Henry. Who she knows? had her head chopped yeah, off. Know. Don't be her. She did. Oh, no. God bless her. When did you first discover Anne Boleyn? Why, why do you love her so much? When I was at school, I, I was obsessed with dolphins. Not quite the same, but I had like a dolphin folder because I just got really obsessed with them. Was it like a school thing where you discovered Anne Boleyn? So I had an imaginary brother. Sure. <laughs> Gets weirder. I had an imaginary brother called Edward and he was a Tudor kid. And we're like, and now you know, thinking about it, I'm like, wow, he was a ghost. Okay, that's fine. He was my little best mate and he was my ghost. Yeah, and, and he just used to tell me all these things that 
used to go on and whatever. And then I'd go and ask my mum and dad and they'd be like, oh, okay. And then I remember when we went to school and we started learning about the War of the Roses and things. And then I was like, but you haven't spoken about Margaret Beaufort. No, Margaret Beaufort never, ever, ever, as far as I'm aware, ever gets mentioned in primary school. So they like said to my parents, have you been teaching her about Margaret Beaufort? Bear in mind, this is Cornwall. Internet's not even hit Cornwall yet. So there's absolutely no way that I would know any of this. And yeah, I don't know. He just used to tell me about Margaret and then he used to tell me about Anne and then I just got fully obsessed about it. And when I go to certain places, I can like feel energy and then I can like see things playing out. It's really weird. It's not weird for me because I'm used to it now and I love it. I guess it freaks some people out, but I really love it. So you had like a Casper the friendly ghost, but Edward the friendly ghost who was your brother. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I know it sounds really, it sounds really, really weird, but yeah. And also the weirder thing is, so growing up then like, you know, when you're old enough to understand things. So I think I was just having like a general conversation with mum and dad one day. And I was like, oh, if I was a boy, what would you have called me? And they were like, Edward. And I was like, Ugh. oh my God, this is so, it gets even weirder. I was going to be called Edward and that's the name of my imaginary brother. When did you stop seeing Edward? Do you still see Edward any time as an adult? No, no. He totally ghosts me now. How rude. You're being ghosted <laughs> by a ghost. Being ghosted by a ghost. So that's interesting because I'm a bit of a woo-woo person, as we call it, and like love all the energy stuff. So... And you say when you go to certain places, you feel energies and see things playing out. Do you get that with people and you get that with dating? Yeah, I definitely get like good vibes, bad vibes. But I can also, I can kind of see like, is there a future? Isn't there a future? So sometimes I try and talk myself out of it. But deep down, I just always need to trust my intuition because it's never off. Never. It's funny, isn't it? Because some people would say that they don't believe in kind of spiritual stuff but they still get a feeling about people. You know, when you meet someone and you're just like, oh my God, it's like we've been friends forever. Like we just are on the same wavelength. That to me is all that kind of energy stuff. And I've definitely been, I've definitely been there before where I'm like, oh, this isn't good energy. But actually, no, maybe they're fine and I, I'm just imagining it. And then you're right. Always trust your gut. It's always listening. So going back into the marriage thing and married at first sight, I mean, what was it like on that day? So you've dreamt of like having this big wedding, but then maybe in a barn, but then you get this kind of posh day, you're in a nice dress and you're going to meet this guy that you're going to get married to for all intensive purposes. Like it must have felt like you were getting married. Oh, to me, a hundred percent, it felt like a real marriage and like, it was so scary. And like, I was so calm all the way through the whole, from applying, doing all of my tests, doing all of the Zoom meetings and everything. Cause it was a long old process. Like they're not just like, oh yeah, you, yeah, we can find you a mat. No worries. Especially cause like I am super fussy. They would like, oh, send us certain photos and stuff. So then like you have to show them pictures of exes and stuff. And then they're like, yeah, you really don't have a type, do you? And I'm like, no, I don't. What, do you you like Facebook stalk your exes with the experts of the show? Yeah, kind of. Well, And then they were like, we need to speak to one of your exes. And I was thinking, oh, my God. I was like, there's only one ex that I trust to speak to them. And that was one that I dated like 10 years ago. And I still chat to now, only on a friendly basis. And I could see little similarities between him and Josh, actually. So I was like... Oh, maybe I should have said somebody else no, and I was taking fine. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen the show, Josh is the guy that you married in the show. 
Do you want to describe him for us? <laughs> really? Funny. Like, it still pains me now because he is so fit. And I'm like, oh my God, the babies we would have had. But anyway, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, really good board. Everything is satisfactory. <laughs> so you saw this fit guy coming down, or well, you were coming down the aisle, but you saw this fit guy on your wedding day in your wedding dress. Were you like, oh my God, yes, this is it let's go no I got to the end of that and I thought oh he's just been upgraded my ex and I was like mm, he just really reminds me of my ex like the one that I was engaged to and I just thought oh he seems a bit square and I was like what do you do and he's like oh I sell insurance and I was like oh my god and then uh I was like oh what are you wearing and he's like cruise and I was like oh okay okay more of my vibe and then his and then his voice spoke and I was like oh this is fine like we're gonna get on I said do you like football this is when we're doing our photo shoot and stuff and then he's like oh no do you know what I'm not really into football and I was like oh my god and then he was like oh I play rugby and I was like oh thank god okay okay I can get on board with this and yeah then like the more and more we spoke the more we had in common and then I was like so gun to your head you have to choose one football team to support who's it going to be and he was like oh well it'll probably be Chelsea my local one and I was like yay Chelsea and then that's great I'm going to take you to all the Chelsea games it's going to be amazing and then I'm already going off planning our whole life this is what I do how was it having a relationship with cameras there like were they really there all the time and do you feel like they got in the way yeah I mean definitely they got in the way at some points I was like you literally need to leave get out now (laughs) especially like on honeymoon and stuff that's when we were just getting to know each other you know starting to get sexual with each other and stuff so it's like oh god do we really have to film again we were just getting into like a juicy conversation or you know it was difficult at times obviously because they're trying to get different stories out of couples and stuff and they don't want every couple to be playing sailing and I think that they knew putting me and Josh together that yeah we'd probably not see eye to eye on a lot of things for starters when I went into the process I was like I just want someone that wants to commit to me straight away and will fall in love with me in a week (laughs) And then they gave me Josh, who takes more than a year to fall in love. So it's like, obviously, they knew what they were doing there with that one. But, you know, we did actually learn lessons of each other. He learned to be a bit more open and a bit more forthcoming. And I learned to slow the fuck down. And to the point now that I've slowed the fuck down that I just, I can't even be bothered to like somebody on Hinge. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, it's like done the opposite effect for me. And now I just. I just don't feel like I'm ever going to be in love again. No, you've slowed to a standstill. Literally, I've gone backwards. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the ad break. So it's a perfect time to remind you to hit subscribe to be notified about more episodes. You can also leave us a lovely review because honestly, it makes a difference to the chart positions. And one time I was in the charts next to Michelle Obama and I was really thrilled about it. So it'd be nice to do that again. Uh, You can also join in the conversation on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod. We have a website thedivorcesocial.com and you can also join us for our like 90s style divorce chat room experience over on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S and it starts at £2 a month and we all have lovely and awful and amazing chats. See you there. So obviously the relationship was a bit rocky but then at the end of the program for anyone obviously hasn't seen it you have to decide whether to stay together or not and you guys decided to stay together which shocked quite a lot of viewers but then obviously you broke up afterwards I mean we were just getting to know each other and just pushing each other's boundaries seeing like how far we could cross each other and stuff I feel like that's what a majority of people do and I had a lot of messages being like oh my God, you and George are just exactly like my husband. We've been together for like 10 years. And we're like, yeah, we still argue like kids at times, but you know, that's just how it is. And that's our relationship. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe that was just me and Josh. And it, it seems to me that that's a norm and that actually having little tiffs is quite healthy because we would just like be like, oh, you're pissing me off. Yeah, you're pissing me off too. And we just like have it out each other like 10 minutes breather space and then one of us will come poke the other one and we'll start laughing or like you know you take over a cup of coffee this uh, whatever it is and then you just you just be like yeah well I'm still pissed off with you yeah well I'm still pissed off with you and then we just sit there like eye fucking each other and then just laugh our heads off and we're like oh should we make up then you know then but actually most of the time we were fine and we're like laughing and joking and stuff but then two weeks before the end, I started to like panic and I, I started to withdraw a bit from Josh because I just thought it's all well and good being here now because you can't leave. You're in this experiment. You you can't just leave if you want to. But when we're out in the real world and we don't have producers with us, we're not, I don't want to say locked up in apartments because we're like prison. But do you know what I mean? So yeah, you have to have somebody with you like if you were leaving. And also because it was like COVID times and stuff, you can't just go in and out willy-nilly walking around so we were very much aware that that you can't really go anywhere obviously out of the experiment then it's a little bit different you haven't got those restrictions so I was just like "Mm, when it's out in the real world and it's to his own accord is he just going to go back to his own life and like be like well that was a cool experience but it's over now and yeah unfortunately my worst fears did come true I don't know I was like don't think about this don't think about it you're going to manifest it just be cool be cool and like I wasn't I don't know it was just tough because I I then after the experiment stayed in London so that I could see him I didn't go home to see my family and that straight away I was like let me stay up here because like I want to spend time with him it was kind of like oh we've just spent all this time together so it's like okay yeah like go off see your mates that's fine and then let's go and do something together 
so we did that and then it it just went from like oh I've seen loads of you to then like oh well I've only known you for this amount of time now it's been like this amount of time that I haven't seen you so if you put that into perspective of how much time I spent with you and I'm like okay mathematician like basically do you want to see me or not like do you know what I mean I'm like let's not be Albert Einstein here you know I'm trying to put myself out here make this work and I just didn't feel like I was getting the same back and then the only time that we hadn't seen each other was like I went home to Cornwall for 10 days to like unpack repack then I had to come back up to London to then do the Euros and like he knew he knew all of that and I was just like I was just thinking we spent all this time together it's a very intense process if you can't spend two weeks away from me like maybe even a month away from me after doing that then like it's not really gonna work and I just think you know Matt and Dan they were doing the whole long distance thing as well so that mine wasn't even long distance like I was in London (laughs) I could have seen you it was like a half an hour away but whatever and I was like just be truthful you saw it as a challenge you've done that now and that's it so you did break up what was it like breaking up in the public eye because the show then started airing was that after you'd broken up yes it was tough and we actually broke up on the day of the press day when we were filming the advert so the bit when I'm going lack of effort and I'm obviously like and I, I've been out the night before that. I had like an hour of sleep. I rocked up to do the advert. Like, and I'm normally very professional, by the way. This this wasn't a job for me. Like, this was my life. And I was like, fuck, my relationship was shambles. fucking falling around the park. He doesn't even want to see me. And I invited him to the hotel that night before and stuff. And I was just like, oh, like, this is not good. So then I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to go out. And then I'm like filming the advert. He didn't wait for me. We already had stuff planned. And then, yeah, I like booked the Mesa Hotel. We ended up, well, I ended up going there. And then I got in there, phoned him, and I was just like, like, look, what is happening? Am I coming to meet you for lunch? Is that and the other? And then we just to have that conversation to end it. And he was just like, well, is it working? Is it? So, like, what's the point? And also, I couldn't, I couldn't tell any of the other cast either because we hadn't filmed the reunion yet. So, I told a couple of production and then they're like, don't tell anybody else in the cast that we want it to be really organic when you tell them that you've broken up and like all of this stuff. So I had to like wait like another bloody month or something. And then when the show was on, me and Josh then started chatting again and it was really nice. And it was just, we were laughing and joking like we used to. And then I was like, oh no, like a little bit, we let my guard down. And then I was like, maybe we'll work it out. (laughs) And then we didn't. Um, as soon as the reunion had aired, it was just like I was aired again. And I'm still blocked on Instagram. What he's blocked you on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did that feel when you were, you know, chatting again and it felt all nice and then for him to block you on Instagram? It felt shit and it still does feel shit. But I'm just like, it's just one of them ones, isn't it? You just gotta learn that I'm not gonna get my closure. I didn't get my closure on the reunion. That made me feel even more confused. So now that's sort of done and the program came out and the reunion is done. You said you learned a couple of things from the relationship. Have you learned anything about the experience and you as a person and anything you'll take forward in your life or in relationships? Definitely that I like I was a very reactive person. I would act out of a place of fear 
and like worry so now I definitely just try and like rein things in and think is this coming from a place of worry and fear okay yes it is so should I react in this way or shall I think rationally about this okay so should we sleep on it and maybe see how we think tomorrow about it okay yeah let's do that so I feel like I've matured in that way a little bit. I think I learned that as well from my marriage of like, yeah, I'd be like, I'm angry now. So we're going to talk about it now. And now I'm like, no, no, take a deep breath, go and make a cup of tea and come back. So we're both better people from our marriages. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I went into it thinking it as a marriage rather than a TV show. And it's like, if I could do it all over again, it would have put less pressure on myself because I definitely put too much pressure on it. Because I was like, my end goal was making this relationship work and like for it to become like a real wedding. Like I, I wanted to be engaged to that person, you know, a year on or whatever, and then start thinking about starting a family and stuff. Like that's why I went into it. Had I known, oh, actually, it was more about being entertaining and this that and the other. maybe I would have relaxed a bit more but for me it was high stakes it's your life and you know I'm not yeah it's my life and I'm not getting any younger so yeah I've, I've definitely went in with too much pressure on myself which then I projected onto Josh and really pressured him as well which neither one of us really do well like being pressured and like pushed into a corner and both me and Josh really hate authority so, like, when production was telling us to do stuff, we were like, we don't want to do that. Like, well, no, we're not doing that. And we were, like, just closed down. So then they're like, well, you know, the the only footage that we've got of you is, like, taking your mics off and walking off in a stress. So what are we going to do with that? <laughs> so it's like half of the time I wasn't even stressed at Josh. I was stressed at the process. And then that's all they've got because I'm then, like, being like, nah, I'm not doing that. So, yeah unfortunately that's all that they could choose and I just look like a stroppy mare the whole time and I'm like I'm actually such a fun person but yeah I don't do well under pressure apparently. I have to say I've never seen you because we know each other before the program I've never seen you be stroppy before so that's my experience yeah you smiling. I'm always like I'm like the fun I bring yeah the exactly <laughs> And and because, you know, those production moments sound quite stressful. Have they given you any support since the programme? Have they looked after you in any way? After filming, we had a therapist and, yeah, psychologist, all of that sort of stuff. And was that for a long time or was it just... Yeah, while it was airing and stuff and then I think like a week after. But for me personally, it's like... It's fine when you're on, like, you don't need to speak to somebody when you're on that wave and, you know, you've, you've got everybody messaging, oh, my God, you're great, you're perfect. Like, when you need that stuff is when you're on the low. Now you're seeing adverts everywhere, like, oh, we're getting the new married first sight lot in. And it's like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like, right now I'm like, wow, these, these people going on the next series now, they're feeling how I was feeling last year. They're excited. They're nervous. They're all of this. In a way, I'm like reliving it and I'm going to be reliving it through them. And I don't even know if I can watch the next series because I just feel like I'm going to be so triggered. It's interesting because I felt like I couldn't watch because obviously I knew you and I wanted to watch you in the show. But I felt like I was a bit triggered from my marriage and divorce. And I don't know if I wanted <laughs> to watch someone else go through it. So and yeah. I wasn't even in the show. I just, you know, was in my life. So I can't imagine 
imagine what it's going to be like for you to have watch other people do exactly what you did. Do you have any advice for anyone who is going into the next series? Just like have your wits about you. If you if you don't say it on camera, it can't be used. <laughs> but, Good advice yeah. for life, really. Just um, yeah, respond. Don't be reactive. Obviously, there's been a lot in the news generally about reality TV shows. I'm not talking particularly about the one you were in, but generally about reality TV shows and that that kind of care that they should provide their contestants after the show. Do you think that that's something? that still needs to be explored and maybe the care needs to go on for longer rather than just immediately after? I mean, I think it's definitely a conversation that should be happening 100%. I know that they are making a massive effort and I didn't even think that we would get that much as we did because when I did The Bachelor, we didn't get any of that, nothing. So definitely since then, things have moved on. And I was actually very impressed with like the level of care that they gave us afterwards. Like we'd have two people phoning us every day and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing this, doing that, blah, blah, blah. So like that was nice. But then obviously I understand that, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that they can do it. But I feel like, you know, maybe we still could have like a weekly chat with a therapist or something or someone that we can call and be like oh yeah I'm feeling a bit crappy today can I have a chat with somebody especially when they're going to be promoing all the new people and stuff I feel like that they should involve us because at the end of the day I can kind of relate to somebody off Love Island of like the experience that they've had but it's not the same experience that I've had whereas the people going on Married at First Sight now they're literally going through exactly what we went through so that's why I'm so tight with some cast members and, well, pretty much all of them. Because, you know, that's something that no one can ever take away from us. Like, that was that was our journey. And also, that's going to be a big part of your life, like, forever. Because it was, for all intents and purposes, a wedding. It might not have legally been a marriage, but mm-hmm. you had a wedding. So you're going to remember yeah, that forever. exactly. And it, it did take up, like, a year of my life. And then, obviously, finish it. You come out of the experiment. I've then broken up with Josh. Nobody even knows that I had a boyfriend, let alone a husband and all of that. So we all had to keep it really under wraps, like, if we worked out or if we didn't and all of that sort of stuff. So that was really tricky as well. And and what a fucking headbutt that was, by the way. <laughs> like, having to just mask all of that. I couldn't be, like, I was going out in toilet. You know, when you're just, oh, I feel so shit. I miss job. And you just want to have, like, a big cry about it. And you can't even tell anybody. Yeah, because you want your friends around you for a breakup. And you want to, like, talk it through and cry and exactly. eat stuff. So, yeah, I just had to go around to friends' houses for, like, Chinese and just, crying to pillows but it's fine I'm over it now <laughs> and then and then yeah when the show came out then like I put my ring back on because I was like well I know we didn't work out but like I don't want the public to know that like I want them to still be invested in mine and Josh's relationship because I know that we we made it to the end you know so it's like oh I want to give them some kind of hope that was even more of a headbutt because then you'd have people be like you were Josh my favorite couple and then you're like yeah it was a lot. I want to talk about the ring because we talk about rings quite a lot on this podcast because what do you oh, do kinky. with your... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I have a lot of spicy curries and it burns. No, <laughs> you're, en- 
your engagement ring because what do you do with it afterwards and I can't imagine having to put mine back on and wear it like you said you did because you had to keep the public in the dark I mean to be fair me and Josh hardly wore ours on the show anyway our producers would always be like where's your rings guys put them back on and I'd be like oh I'd take time last night and I'd be like shit where is it so I don't know it felt weird having it on there and and more it kind of just triggered me about being engaged because I had something on that finger. And I was like, oh, this feels like really alien. Oh, this is weird. It was weird. But then at the same time, it was kind of nice. Like, I kind of enjoyed pretending that I might have been married. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, I feel like that. I remember when I first got engaged and I was so obsessed with, like, having something on that finger because I'd never had something on that finger before. And I used to look at other people's fingers oh my God, yeah. and be like, snap, uh, like, in my head. It's like in Bridesmaids when she comes in to, like, say, like, hello, would you like an apple? And you just find yourself like picking up loads of things like really weirdly and you're like, oh, my ring, hello. Showing off your ring. <laughs> yeah. So now you've come out the other end. What's oh, it like? The Coming out the other end. <laughs> What's it like um, dating now? I mean, you said you downloaded Hinge and then deleted it straight away, but is it weird because obviously you used to be a model so people can find out you know lots of information about you and see you 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 know going through a relationship on tv and all of that do you feel quite protective of of that or are you sort of not bothered that they can see it I mean there's that much of me out there Sam but like I can't be precious about it you know I mean you know I tried to get some stuff taken off the internet it's still cropped back up so I think that's just me you know it's all out there really isn't it and that's a bit scary because it's like I want someone to get to know me for me and that's part of the reason that I wanted to go on the show as well is because they wouldn't have had a clue who I was because going on dating apps and all of that Either they recognise me from the sports stuff or they recognise me from, you know, the modelling days and whatever. And if they recognise me from the modelling days, they get blocked. So how do you look back on your modelling days if you block people that recognise you from that? Because you you did appear on page three, if people don't know you as a model. Oh, it depends what they recognise me from, really. (laughs) Because they did do like daytime babe station as well. So like, I don't know, I can just tell a babe station fan. They normally have one eye. <laughs> no teeth. No chicken. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's a certain type. You can spot them a mile away. And it's me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I recognise that voice anyway. Yeah, I don't know. But now, obviously, added layer to it now. They're like, are you that girl that got married? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but don't judge me. Do you know what I mean? And then they're like, oh, I didn't watch Oh, but I'm going to watch it now. And I'm like, why? 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 No, like, get to know me before you watch that, like, and have pre-judged preconceptions and stuff I think divorced people feel like that as well though people are like did you get married I'm like yeah but don't judge me (laughs) still get to know me just just to round off looking to the future how do you feel about love and marriage I definitely feel like it is out there for me but I've uh, and this is how I always picture it it's going to be a whirlwind someone's just going to come into my life Chuck it upside down and hopefully me too. <laughs> and uh, and then that's just going to be it. Like, be like, yeah, you're mine. I want you for the rest of my life. Let's do this. Well, thank you so much. It's been a joy to talk to you. And I'm so- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sorry you went through a difficult time, but we love you. And I, I hope there's, and I'm sure there is love out there for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.